lace him up. Because it's time for the Sunday Skate. This is the Sunday Skate on Sports Radio WEI. A comprehensive look at the bees from deep inside the organization to the ice and beyond. Brought to you by your Boston area Mercedes-Benz dealers, AT&T, Wise Snacks, and Star Market. Now, let's get it going with ESPN's Joe McDonald, Pete Blackburn, and WEI.com's DJ Bean. Hello and welcome back to the third hour of Sunday Skate on WEI. I'm your host, DJ Bean, as always, with my trusted sidekicks, Joe McDonald, Pete Blackburn, and we've got Matty Loper over there producing Behind the Glass. Having a good show, Matt? Nice, he gives us the thumbs up. Welcome to the third hour. Yeah. Just three take, hours. Taking a load off. And you know what? This, this could be three hours and 15 minutes with the way that we're cruising. Some of the calls we're getting... Jim and Jay, we see you on there. We're going to get to you. I uh, want to give a quick shout-out to John Feidelberg, uh, Barstool Sports, who, in friend of the Brunch prod Podcast, you can often hear him on there. He texted and he said, uh, I don't want to exaggerate too much, but getting up to listen to half of Sunday Skate is probably the nicest thing I've ever done. So, shouts to, to John Feidelberg. Shouts to Katie Nolan also, because they've been like two fun internet celebrities to follow throughout uh, this <laughs> this Bruins collapse, because... The Bruins actually like have some pretty big, well-known fans who are. I mean, Bill Burr's another one, I guess. Uh, Katie Nolan's drop yesterday on Twitter was pretty great when uh, they were doing the shirts off the backs. She was like, "That's going to be great. The fans don't even have to wash them after that game." <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Someone suggested uh, on Twitter that they fire Cam, Claude, <laughs> and Don and replace them with me, Feidelberg, and Katie Nolan. And I was trying to think of which one of those positions I would even want to have. <laughs> We'd like, I, I would not want to be coach, GM, or president of the Bruins right now. But I promised this was the Claude Hour, and that's why uh, we cut a few seconds off of the trending now because I don't want to waste any more time before we get to uh, some of the My Columns. And when I say My Column, I'm using it as in the, the way hashtag you do. My hashtag column. My Column, um, which basically is an internet way of saying, here's a, a take that I have. And... Uh, Dan Shaughnessy's my column was interesting today, and I love Dan Shaughnessy. It was great to see him at the Bruins game yesterday. Uh, he wrote a column that was called, um, I think it was just uh, Time for Claude Julien to Go, right? Yep. Um, and Wasting no time getting, getting right, stuff he, out there. Yes, he, he, he came out swinging. So uh, his column, he writes, the Bruins are not one of the top 16 teams for the second straight year. And yet there is still a preserve Claude society that will insist Julian should be Bruins coach for life. And then Dan goes on to write a thousand more words thereabouts without explaining why Claude Julian, Julian should be fired. So I'm not trying to pick on Dan, but I'm picking on him. To use him as the example of a lot of the people who say you got to get Claude out of here don't really give tangible reasons. I wrote on WEI.com. That with Shirelli, there was the smoking gun because of the Boychuk trade. Again, we discussed that earlier on the show. Um, with Claude, I don't think there's any sort of smoking gun. So the one, the one smoking gun that you could have against Claude is that he, the the younger players that are here, the young defensemen, they didn't develop like they planned them. To, like, but they finish on that thought. It. I think you're going to. But, but but he has the mandate from the team to make the playoffs, and maybe when you're trying to win games. You want to have Kevin Miller in there instead of Colin Miller. If you're not going to keep Kevin Miller past this season, then it's a no-brainer. Play Colin Miller. Come out to the end of the season with a better uh, Colin Miller than you had at the beginning of the season. 
But if you keep him in in a stretch run when the ro- the rest of the roster has you just as a fringe playoff team, you're going to follow to contention. Well, if again, you've got it goes back make- to the identity crisis of right. this team. They don't know. They think that they're a playoff team. They think that they're a contender. They're not. Everybody knew that they weren't at the beginning of the season, except for them. So anyway, so on the uh, so Dan said mentions the preserve Claude Julian society, and he does it in all caps, which I like. That's a that's a good move. I'm a big fan of doing that, and also doing uh, dashes to ellipsis. to have. Oh, yeah, I'm a big ellipsis guy. Nothing kills me more, by the way, uh, than a half assed ellipsis when someone does like be three. two dots. It's got to be three and separated. As as right as as Max Martin and Insync once once said. It's going to be Thray. Um, so anyway, so Dan alludes to this sort of Felgerism, which is that, oh, all the, all the hockey writers, they just love Claude, and that's why they're saying to keep Claude. Why don't these people allow for the teeniest, tiniest possibility that their take is just dumb and people are disagreeing with it because it's dumb? I think that it's not just the local hockey media that says it would be a dumb idea to fire Claude. I think that everyone says it would be a bad idea to fire Claude. So anyway... I took Dan's column and I broke it up into times he mentions Claude Julian versus times he mentions the team. Now, again, I'm, I search in Dan Shaughnessy's column for a reason as to why they should fire him. So here's what he says when he mentions Claude. Claude has been nothing but class and professionalism. He is the winningest coach in team history, and he brought the cup back to Causeway Street. That sounds like a good thing. Um... They certainly haven't responded to in big moments last year. Saturday's embarrassing 6-1 must-win loss to the moribund Ottawa Senators would get a lot of coaches fired. Again, so what is he doing that to which they're they're not responding? If they're bad with the puck, if they're giving it away, Claude Julien's not doing it. Another mention he makes is, the man is a good coach, one of the best the Bruins have ever had. Um, he also says that Claude Julien is a very good coach for Bruins vets. So... I don't understand. So where in there is he saying that he's bad? And then the, quickly, the mentions that he makes of the team are, we know this team lacks Stanley Cup talent. We also know the Bruins don't have the fortitude to do damage in the playoffs. He also says the Bruins were not playoff worthy. So that was very long. But in a nutshell, he's saying, Claude team Julien's a good, good coach. <laughs> I get it. And when he's mentioning the team, he's saying, look, I get it. The roster is bad. So the problem is the roster. And a lot of people fall back on, well, He's been there for nine years, so nine years is enough, so it's just time for change. When I think of why it's time for change, I think of who's doing a a good job and who's doing a bad job. Take term and how long someone's – take tenure out of it. Get rid of the guys who are doing a bad job and keep the guys who's doing a good job. Keep the people uh, who takes a team whose only top four defenseman is 39 years old. Take the guy who takes that team to 93 points. Maybe keep him. Why don't you keep a guy who took an offense with nine new forwards, including Zach Ronaldo, and had them finish top five in scoring? I'd maybe keep that guy. Uh, the, the idea that just because he's been here nine years and now the team is bad is a reflection on the coach is asinine. The roster is so much worse. I don't know how anybody doesn't see that. I love and making a change just to make a change when you know that the coach that you have is a good coach, and in all likelihood, the coach that you're going to get to replace going to be him worse. is going to be worse. And a lot of people get pissed off if they say, oh, you can always find somebody. You can find the Brad Stevens guy. You know who's very good at making big major decisions for a franchise? Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge went out and he sniped Brad Stevens. Good on you, Danny Ainge. Again, I like Don Sweeney. I like Cam Neely. I can't... People accuse me of being a homer. What the hell would I be if I look at what they've done so far and say... I have my I have complete faith in them. I don't see why they would botch a big decision. The one thing the one thing that and I love how you get fired. You haven't gotten fired up about 
something like this in a long time. My wife left me. I'm not again, I'm trying to be personal, again, but yes, wife my, 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 my wife left me. Again, that's terrible. Well, the one thing that Claude Julien had said from the first day he got to Boston was, give me a roster. No, the first thing he said from the first day was, guys. 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 It was, give me a roster and I will get the most out of it. And that is what he's good at, among other things. And he has, each season, no matter the roster, lineups, I mean, lineups are his business anyway, no matter what he's been given, he's gotten the most out of it. And this season, without a doubt, he did. And they were in the playoff discussion because of what he was able to do. Exactly. The beginning of the year, this this is where we expected this team to finish. We expected them to finish on the playoff bubble close to a playoff spot, maybe they'd get in, maybe they wouldn't. Sure, they looked great. Well, not great, but they looked better than expected uh, at some point this season. But if the Bruins, if they finished where we thought they were going to finish, if they didn't have this big collapse at the end of the year, would we be having this discussion of whether or not Claude should be fired? No, if, no, if, of course You know not. what, and I said this a while ago, and I still believe it, was even if they got into the playoffs— and they lost in the first round. Say they play Washington. Toodles. And they lose lose in the first round. Claude's gone. Right. Because They're taking the opportunity. This is the opportunity. Last year. Last year they had the opportunity. No, it was a perfect opportunity. They go to ownership. And it says to Jeremy Jacobs, if it was Kim, and Jeremy Jacobs admitted as much to us at the uh, the Winter Classic press conference at Gillette Stadium that he, he told us. Cam came to him and said they needed a change. Okay. That change probably meant Peter Shirelli and Claude Julian. Jeremy Jacobs How is much a. I think it pained Cam to have to decide between one of those two guys. He's and that's like, what he it wanted was. to fire them both so he badly. Wanted, he wanted to change both. And Jeremy Jacobs said no. Jeremy Jacobs said he liked Peter Shirelli. This season, Jeremy Jacobs has said Cam Neely and Don Sweeney know how much I like Claude. Okay? If they make a change, which they probably will, it will be. Days, not even days. He will be getting phone calls immediately. Teams like Vancouver, teams like Ottawa. Don't be surprised if the reason why Michelle Terrian hasn't gotten fired in is Montreal because to see is because happens. Mark Bergevin is waiting to see what happens with Claude Julian. Would Claude Julian go back to Montreal? I think he would, maybe just to stick it to the Bruins, if that's the case. But Ottawa is a great market for him. Vancouver is a good market for him. Boston is a good market for him. He should not get fired, but they and, probably All right, and here's my question. Is there a is there an instance a scenario where Don Sweeney came Neely decide to keep Claude Julian? Uh no. I I don't think there's a scenario in which they keep him. The the, the one is if they think they can get Steven Stamkos. If St- if if have if Claude Julian is their selling point to Steven Stamkos, then yes. And, and I mentioned this during the break. It when you get rid of a guy like Claude Julian, this team needs help. Maybe and all free of, agents. And one of the one of the places that they that they can look for help is the free agent pool. Right. And does getting rid of Claude Julian hurt your chances of getting good players to come? Unequivocally, here? yes. And if you're going to go out and sign a free agent defenseman, a good luck. They suck at hockey. Uh, you're looking at Goligoski, Keith Yandel, guys like that. Um, I wouldn't mind Goligoski. But anyway, uh, that's a great point, Pete. If you're going out and trying to sign a free agent, and you're like 
come to this organization. We uh, this is a really good system and everything. You're like, what the the hell is it? You just got rid of one of the pieces that's good. Uh, we need to take a break soon, but I saw this call and I want to get to it because while I'm fired up, I think that it would be good to get this out of our system. Uh, Chris, you say the media is too soft on the Bruins. Uh, I want to start this off by saying, if you're talking about me, I, I, I'm deeply hurt and I hate you. Go ahead. Well, good morning to you as well. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> morning, Chris. Well, no, I am a season ticket holder. It, you guys are part of the problem with the media because I was on that conference call earlier this season. I hear, hi, Johnny, it's DJ. It's just so sickening because it's the facts of the facts here. What about that Game 7 from Montreal when they came out unmotivated? You didn't, right. but you just like kind of called me gay with that. But you used like the data. That was pretty like, accurate, you did, like, the, Is that how I talk? Yeah. I was on the call. That was exactly what you did. I was on the conference call. I wasn't mocking you. Oh well, you did God. like a, hi, boys, it's it's me, DJ. You did one of those I'm voices. I'm not trying to mock you. That's what you said. I, I was on the conference. No, no, I did. I did. So, 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 Chris, Chris, I, oh I, I know that, that that got mocked, and I understand it. It is funny. That, that's what we do. We, we, we know these people by their names. We say, hey, Donnie, thanks for doing this, and then we ask our question. But so, it's unprofessional through our broadcasters. How is it unprofessional? Because I called the guy by his name? Oh, my, the way how you did it. Oh, my God. I didn't even call for that. It's just, you guys, like, Joe McDonald, are you going to put the Bruins number one in your power rankings? Like, as you always seem to, like, rank them obnoxiously high. I'm like, are you kidding I me? I have never had the Bruins number one in my power rankings. No, I, don't, I don't mean that, but you put them, like, higher than teams that are actually winning. No, I'm what like, happened, oh, oh, the power my. rankings, so we switch off from the power rankings, I and at the that. time I had the power rankings, the oh, Bruins were playing the God. best hockey of the season. No, they so weren't. They were playing good hockey. They weren't playing the best hockey. No, how many spots hockey. they moved up in the power rankings? I think when I had it, they moved up, oh, I think, four spots. God. That's right. And then you still read the Herald today. Claude can't go. What's the matter? Guys, it's nine years. Why should? Oh, my God. So why do, Why does him coaching for nine years mean that he has to go now? Is it like the Louis C.K. thing? Like, it's like nine years of a lot of years, success, you get to get a divorce? Yeah. It's not like they've been bad for nine years. I, I don't, I'm not into that popular culture crap, all right? I give this team $63,000 a year, all right? And if, if you can't look at the Montreal series from Game 7, you can't look at last year. And look at last yesterday came out unmotivated. This is insane. I to, we, we, agree with, we agree with you. Uh, they so, should yeah. have been motivated. And if you go back and read what we wrote after Game 7 of, of the Montreal series, it will say just as much the team, they were unmotivated. And our discussion here, here today, Chris, and we've had it before, is – the one thing that the Bruins lack, it's not Claude Julian. It's the leadership core, and it's that guy that they don't have in the room. Brick mentioned it earlier. They, The leaders that they have lead on the ice. They don't have a Sean Thornton. They don't have a Johnny Boychuk. They don't have a Mark Recchi. They don't have that guy, the conduit between the coach and the players. They don't have that conduit. That's an issue so for I this team. And I can't help but notice until, uh, aside from when you did the high boys, it's DJ, hi Donnie, Thing you haven't mentioned Don Sweeney at all, and when we talk about to. these issues with the team, on about nothing. I'm trying to say we had a great player, and guess what happened? Got traded away on July 4th. Tyler, are Sagan. we talking about Tyler Sagan? Absolutely. So because yes, that was a massive. That was a, a an f up of massive proportions, and they fired but, the guy who did it. But they fired <laughs> the guy who did it, and a lot of people say, "Oh, well, Sweeney's just trying to clean up Shirelli's mess." This is still on Shirelli. You could you made this roster worse than the one that you had when you got it. 
The, the, the roster that Don Sweeney has right now is worse than the one he inherited, and he was trying to make the playoffs this season. So, again, I'm, we're, I'm too soft on Don Sweeney, though. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big sissy. I didn't say I didn't say, why are you making accusations? I call him I was I was one of the few season tickets get on that conference call. And when you when you're a media member and you have to pull that crap, it should be professionalism. You know that? I don't get I still don't get why it's professional to say hi, Don. The way how you did it, oh my god. You know that's like <laughs> that's a fanboy going, Can I have your autograph? Can I get a picture so I can Okay, well are you ca- right, so wait, 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 I got this. So one, I did not know that Season ticket holders were allowed to listen to the conference call, which cool. That that's yeah. a cool thing. I didn't know that. But I'll tell you what, Chris. On draft day, after Don Sweeney, I, honestly, made, when Don Sweeney made all those deals and he met with the media in Sunrise, Florida, the one person who called him out was is sitting across from me, DJ. There was an issue with uh, there was an issue with what the Bruins would get back or the the match that they would get with with Dougie Hamilton. And DJ called Donnie out on it. And from that moment until probably the start of the season, there was contention between the two of them. They didn't back DJ didn't back down. Donnie didn't back down. So you can't say that 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 DJ is is coming out and defending the Bruins and he's a homer. He was the one who who called Donnie Don Sweeney out first out of everybody. You know what my first impression is you always get a first impression. I haven't been on a conference call in ages. That's the first thing I hear is that little comment, just like, and everyone else that I know, they, they, look at the Herald today. You know what? This is like the modern game era. So maybe they're saying to keep Claude Julian because it's a good idea to keep Claude Julian. And from a national standpoint, you you talk about any you you can listen to most of the uh, the most popular you know hockey writers you know uh, you know in the U.S. in Canada, and they all say the same thing that it would be a mistake for the Boston Bruins to fire Claude Julian. But this is just like modern-day America. Someone's leading a company for nine years. Guess what? Someone comes in and gets kicked off one day. Boom, that person's laid off and gone. A new management comes in. Whether it's right or wrong. But you have to call them out. The last three years have been disgusting. Oh, my God, though, Chris. All I do is call out Don Sweeney. It's, it's the whole, not even Don Sweeney. It's Neely, too. Neely was so Yes, yes, please. And, and, man, you're calling the wrong show. Uh, you can call two to six. On the other station, you want to talk to people who will not call out Cam Neely. Obvious reasons, he's a guest on their show. Yeah, I, I don't even call in. I have a, I use the satellite radio, but I have a rental car, and I'm listening to you guys. It's just like, wow, where was this show all year? I wish I had listened to it now that I know. Well, I understand, and I, and I like the, the give and take, and I think I think my dad over here, Joe McDonald, for having my back. Uh, <laughs> I'm really not trying to toot my own horn or anything. There is nothing further from the truth than to say that – I'm sitting around kissing Don Sweeney's ass all day. I, I like Don Sweeney as a person. When I I'm talk to him, I will say, Hi, Don. I have, that's the most thing. Oh, God. He greeted the person. So maybe I'm from a, a wrong era, but I never once have heard that with a media member doing that to someone. All right. How do you, so, what, what, what is, do you say when you start talking to people, Chris? I'm, this is so weird. Chris, how it's done. It's like, really? No, when Chris, you, when Chris, you called this in, is, didn't you say hello? Chris, th- this is how it works. During the season, there are rules. There are rules that teams have to abide by when it comes to media access. I understand. Okay, that. so now, all right, no, no. That. So that's during the season. The off season is completely different. Absolutely. They they don't have to have conference calls. Okay. I know that. So now, when 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 a GM, not Don Sweeney, when a GM 
decides when because we ask is you know we ask we ask so when the GM makes our job better a little easier a little yeah. easier during the during his off season to right. come on a conference call you can go you you said that you hadn't been on conference calls for a while that you could go back and it doesn't matter if in at least in Boston it doesn't matter if it's DJ if it's Mike Loftus if it's Kevin That's Dupont good. they always say. You know, Peter, Donnie, Harry, you know, whoever, you do this. appreciate right, right. you doing yeah. this. It's the way it's the presentation. I'll give you an example. I, it's the first time I've been on a sports media conference call. You have to understand that coming in as a, just listening to it. It's just like, it sounded like everyone's all the old boys network. And I'm like, oh, here we But go. what were the words that I said after? Because I'm thinking of conference calls this summer from Don Sweeney. And again, I'm not trying to paint myself as like the, no, I'm not trying to do what Joe Haggerty does and be like, I'm the only one who asks all the tough questions. But I said, hi, Donnie. Just wondering, what makes Zach Ronaldo worth a third round pick to you? Right. But here's the other question, too, that we need to go back to. Didn't we give all these picks away for Stephanie and Lyle? Yes. <laughs> and Ronaldo. Right. Don't forget Ronaldo. Oh, don't. I, I try to forget that. <laughs> Trust me. I'm going to say this. There's one thing we can all agree upon. This team needs help. We need to somehow improve from the last three years of not even sure. There's a question of not even showing up at the play because if they had played just a little bit like Thursday, we wouldn't be having this crazy discussion. That just, I'm aggravated. I wasted a whole day in there. I blew off my daughter's dance recital to go to this game. Attaboy. Well, I'm frustrated because we just spent 10 minutes talking about the greeting that you had of the conference call, DJ. So. I, man. <laughs> uh, How well, other th- people got to bring that up? Though? How many other people in the, in the course of the day, in the next 35 minutes that you're on the air? I actually were on that conference call that you and I were on. Well, that's true. Well, I know. Like, I've got uh, one of my one of my good buddies. Uh, how did I sound, what? Chris? Chris, how did I sound? Remember the question that I asked? Well, I'm just saying. You know <laughs> DJ Bean sticks out the way how he presented himself. That's I know. Why. Hi, Don. Hi, boys. I know. Well, that's how I said it. All. Apparently, you to you. It. It yeah. You said you wanted to be a, a villainous. Uh, that's right. A flamboyant. So on, villain on our podcast, on I said, and thank you, Chris. I uh, for the most part, I enjoyed that. So thank you, Chris. But uh, <laughs> on the brunch podcast, we were talking about the. Uh, the Batman versus Superman, and I was saying, if I was ever a villain, I'd want to be one of those, like one of the flamboyant villains, like the Joker, the Joker who, like prances around. Does it. That seems so fun. So that's the kind of villain <laughs> I don't want to see you in tights. Accomplished, right? Yeah. I don't want to see you in tights. I but don't, you, know, you, know. you know, like Not Chris, those thunder thighs. The, the, the right, the 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 high dawn thing that actually did pick up a little steam because I know that Jones was on across the street at the time, uh. and. uh Jones is uh, a person who I, I unfortunately I'm, I'm friends with, and he was like razzing me about like why is DJ saying like hi Don or whatever. So that kind of took off or whatever, and they would play the clip of I had no idea. hi Donnie or like hi Donnie, thanks for doing this, and uh, <laughs> yeah, well that was the dumbest segment in the history of sports but again, radio. We have right. b- we have bigger things to talk about. It's, here. It just sounds it. bad. It's it's, like it's it. not professional. How's how it? how long? I mean, I honestly yeah. did not know that. Season ticket holders were allowed to listen to the conference. Call. I have asked, so I, I've asked a player, how come you skate around trying to hit people in the penis with a hockey stick? I've asked that question before. Like, we couldn't I, go I, one I, show without you. Saying I've that. done, poten- I've, I've, I've done potentially uh, unprofessional sounding things. If you want to give me guff for that, then fine. But saying hello to somebody, I'm, I'm sorry, I had Michael. Back. I don't. I, had you yeah, back I don't know. Uh, We've got lots of calls, and we're going to get to them, but I will say my friend Chris from Belmont did set the bar high. Uh, We'll continue taking your calls next on Sunday Skate.
Uh, we, we knew we had to be better. Um, there's no question about that. We gave up too many shots in the first. And, uh, we, we weren't playing the way uh, we can, you know, the way we did against Detroit. So, um, yeah, we, we knew that. Hey, boys. We're back here on Sunday Skate. Uh, the photoshops that have been sent from the Chris and Belmont call are wonderful. Highgate, it's been dubbed. Highgate is what it is called. Highgate, I love it. That is, <laughs> that is where the whole season went awry. <laughs> of all the things we could be discussing right now. Oh, man. The so way someone... you greeted Don Sweeney on a conference call. I'm so trying to, I'm I guess trying to I'll, find this. I guess, I'll, I guess I'll retweet this, but someone said DJ and Sweeney on last summer's conference call, apparently, and it was the uh, it's the picture of Oscar and Michael Scott like uh, kissing. Okay, yeah, yeah. So so basically, so people are calling me gay. Which what else is new? Um, <laughs> story of story of Sunday skate. Um, Not only gay, gay with a Bruins media. Right, yeah. They're they're accusing member. me. Right, they're accusing me of some some pretty heavy stuff here. <laughs> um, so again, I'm I'm sorry to anyone who. Who took it the wrong way? I'm sorry that I greeted the general manager of the Boston Bruins before criticizing him, but I don't know. Whatever, that's just me. Uh, Jim and Peabody, how are you? Hey, DJ, how are you? Good. A couple of things. I'd like to see Cole get one more year. I also like the Red Wings. I appreciate the fact that they've been the playoffs 25 straight years. And uh, about Stamkos in the lineup for Tampa Bay, you think Detroit can beat Tampa Bay? Uh no. no, I think Tampa's gonna the, win. Yeah, Tampa's gonna, Tampa's gonna win that that series. I think. Uh, Jay in uh, Northampton. Good morning. Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, I'm having a weird day. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, so uh, you know, going forward, I'm a little concerned with this team because it seems like they they just have an identity crisis. And I know I'm kind of preaching to the choir here, mm-hmm. based on what you've been talking about for the last two hours. Um. But they've got a lot of good prospects, and if they want, they could flip some of those guys for NHL players. Or the other side is if they want to have a homegrown team, kind of wait for those guys to come up, um, they could do that. But if they, you know, Bergeron, Krejci, the guys they have under long-term deals, are, you know, they're going to be you know, second, third-line players by the time those kids actually make it up and are, are NHL players. they got to make a damn and, decision. Right, and exactly, yeah, yeah the, the wait-and-see thing just, like we were saying all show, they got nothing out of the season. They're they're the young guys aren't better or not better enough, not markedly better, and everybody else is getting old. The biological clock is well. I think they the, have to do a true evaluation and decide where the hell they're at. And right. that's and that's what they got out of this season was a true evaluation. And Pete, you mentioned it earlier. And Brick but if mentioned all the it answers too, are okay, thumbs down on all accounts. <laughs> well, no. But well, if, if if they did a self evaluation, they are who we thought they were. We mm-hmm. knew that this was the team at the beginning of the year. But so, now, but now they can make a decision on certain players. Like, all right, do we actually move a guy like David Krejci? I mean, do do we do that? You know, and you had you brought up that point. Brick brought up that point when we had Andy Brickley on. You know, in the eight o'clock hour, he basically said it starts. Yeah, they have some decisions to make, and it starts on defense, but it also it starts. You know, it also follows that up with with offense as well. He, he makes it, and he, he makes a good point that they have assets. They have the assets. We're gonna dump him because that's a loud ass phone. But go ahead. He he was made a good point. They have the assets. They right. have assets to 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 bring in good players. But do you trust the guys in place oh, to make? The right deal. That's going to be my question all off season long. Uh, Pete, you mentioned they are what we thought they were. Just for kind of poos and giggles, I uh, googled my own um, season preview 
to see like what what were we saying before Same. the season because so, right because so many people uh at, remember that the trade deadline or the, I'm sorry the All Star break when the Bruins were kind of proud of themselves because they were in a playoff spot we were like well, isn't didn't we thought think they were just going to be like an okay to pretty bad team just because of Claude Julien so this is from my season preview uh the the lead is basically I'll skip over the lead which says um it took months until the Bruins realized we really screwed up with this Tyler Sagan thing. Because when they tried to trade Tyler Sagan, they went out and were the what the third best offensive team in the NHL and Jerome McGinley was great and everyone was was having these great seasons and Riley Smith was so good. So they traded offense when they didn't really need offense. So it took a long time for them to realize that that was a huge mistake. So I wrote in my season preview, because the Bruins were winning and scoring like crazy, the loss of Sagan didn't hang over their heads right away. This June's Hamilton trade, however, exacerbated what figured to be a problem on defense already. Usually, Claude Julian knows what he has on the Bruins' blue line because the Bruins have often returned uh, what was a successful group from the previous season. This season, Julian is tasked with repairing a struggling defense with players who are either inexperienced or taking on tougher assignments than they've traditionally had. So we all knew going in, and that that wasn't a scorcher, by the way. That wasn't a hot take or anything. We all knew going into the season, they were bad on defense the year before, and they've taken pieces away from it. How in the world did we expect that to improve? And it didn't. So as as you said, Pete, they ended up being exactly what everyone thought they were. And I gave Claude Claude the opportunity yesterday. I don't know if you heard in the press conference. Yeah, you were. Mm Mm-hmm. I said to him, you know, in years past when teams are so inconsistent, you say Jekyll and Hyde. This season, do you say maybe just not a good team? And his answer was, these are the things I talk about with management. I'm not going to talk about them with you guys. But all he just by even saying management, he gave the answer of, and what the hell do you expect? Jeff Israel had a great tweet that was, uh, Cam, make us dinner. Donnie, we picked the groceries. Claude. But these are mostly. But th- this is mostly garbage. Cam, make us dinner. Yeah, you. If you go to a restaurant and you get food poisoning, <laughs> do you blame the chef or do you blame the ingredients? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Hence, Claude's constant comment of, "Give me the roster. Give me the roster, and yep. I'll get the most out of it." And it's, you know what? And he did. He, you can never trade two top four defensemen, not replace them, and put kids in those spots. And expect the team to be just as good or better. Like, kids, we've seen it so many times. Kids take forever to develop especially, at the NHL level. Especially at what position? Defense. Defense. It takes a bajillion years. Stephen Fall River, how are you? I love the food analogy. How about the cook who took filet mignon in <clears throat> the guy that got traded to Dallas and the guy that got traded to Toronto? And 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 that's Phil Kessel and... And the other guy there. I don't think they miss Phil Kessel too much. Uh, they don't know. They didn't miss his 37 goals. But okay. So he took filet mignon in the kitchen and used it as a steel wool pad. You get Steven Stamkos here, and with Claude, full-blown Claude, this guy's lucky to get 30 goals. Now, I heard... I bet Steven Stamkos would love to play for Claude yeah, I know he would. Yeah, sure he would. Okay, but here you go. Did I, did I hear right, because, you know, you guys can straighten me out if I'm not, that the Bruins went to Claude and said... We need Claude right this year. We don't want full-blown Claude. We want a little more wide-open game. I'm sure that was a business meeting. They sat him down, and they said, yeah. look, Claude, just scale back the Claude. I thought I heard that. Now, if I, if I, if you, can, you can make fun of the way I put it, but now all of a sudden, Louis Erickson's back to 30 goals, but he was before he got here. He had five seasons with 29 goals. 
Mm-hmm. And he gets here, but he can't do anything. Thank you very much. Oh, wait, wait. Okay, well, thanks for the call, Steve. Uh, well, gets they- here and can't do anything. Again, he had, even with the injury, he, got he had a bad first season. He got concussed. Right. Two and- concussions. And, Two- I mean, it's always – it's. A lot of the times you'll see guys in their first year in a new place, especially after being somewhere for a long time. Kind of sleepwalk. Yes. Yeah. So I'll give you that season. Even even if you want to say injuries aside, he wasn't very good. He wasn't doing a good job of adjusting to the Bruins before he started to get concussed. So absolutely, it took Louis Erickson a while to get going with the Bruins. But he's been one of the best but players in the kind of like league. Patrice Bergeron slowly coming back from those concussions. Once he hit his stride again, he was a very good player. Uh, and the and to to his point of uh, this is what he heard. Well, it, yes, they had those meetings, and Donnie admitted as much by saying, "Look, we we're going to tweak you know the X's and O's and, and the systems, and we're going to try to be a more offensive minded team, but trying at the same point not take away from our defensive structure. They wanted different breakouts. They wanted to be on the rush more. They wanted to get the buck deep a lot more." I mean, yeah, they had that conversation. Did they put it in those words? Probably not. But, yes, they told Claude that we want to change the way you coach and we have to have these discussions. And before they decided whether or not they were going to keep him last offseason, they had those discussions. Look, Claude, this is what we want to do as management. This is what we do. Will you accept it? Here's Matt Irwin with which to do it. (laughs) Sunday Skate, 617-779-7937. Give us a call. All right, I mean, we, we got it. Do you want to play it, Joe? Do you have it? We, we've got it on the... You have your, uh, just put your speaker up to the mic. All right, here we for go. the music. So we're continuing Highgate here on Sunday Skate, <laughs> which is exactly what you expected today's show to be about. All right, let's see. Let's see if this works. I don't know if this is... All right, All right hold on. Ready? Here we go. Ready? Here yep. we go. So we got... So that that's it. it. That's it. Right. That's we it. spent and 15 you, minutes on that. And, and, yeah. and, Wait, here we go. Here we go. Listen to his response. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> <you> man. <laughs> oh, man. Was I hitting on the GM or what? <laughs> fabulous. Oh, that's where, yeah, we got a tweet that said today's episode is fabulous, which, again, not really on board with, like, the casual racism and homophobia that's taken place on today's show. Did not sign up for that. But uh, we have, we still have full phone lines, so uh, good on us. Um, let's so get to let's let's, let's keep going through these guys. Uh, Dave, what it do? Hey, how's it going, guys? I'm moving on already, and I'm going to see uh, Providence tonight. And I was wondering, what are the chances of anybody getting sent down uh, today for the game tonight? Good, they got nothing else to do. Very possible. I, I don't know about tonight, but I would say that they'd be there for the playoffs. Yeah, you'll yeah. see Achari and and those guys down there, Vitrano, Vitrano sure, Colin Miller. Cool. All right. Enjoy it. Thank you, sir. Uh, Bob in Boylston. Good morning. Holy crap! Is that guy sleepwalking or what? <laughs> well, did, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want anyway, to be rude. But did you notice he said hi to us? Which hi, DJ. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know. Listen. All right. So I have my own season ticket. It's in my living room. I have fast forward. I can go through all the commercials. I'm glad I'm not paying to watch that crap. So first things first, right? DJ, you played hockey. I'm what? Going to be 55. I've been playing hockey my whole life. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be bragging and say, oh, yeah, I could play in the NHL. No, but when you play the game and when you watch the game, you see how this team is. Under pressure, they're crapping their pants. Yesterday, right? Uh, McQuaid, what is he? I mean, 
he's got that stupid look on his face. He knows he made a mistake. Mistake, just basic stuff. Uh, what's the get? Neil in front of the net. Nobody's around mm-hmm. him to get him out of there. He's got. They were near the net. They were just on the other side of it. That's all. <laughs> so, <clears throat> what do you what do you think? You, you know, I think that I don't think Claude should go. He's a good coach, okay. But you're right. When you got guys in the locker room that don't on vocal leaders like Charles what going to be 39 years old? He's too old. I mean, I think the only three guys that you should not even think about trading is uh, Pasternak. Uh, I would Pasternak. trade Pasternak. I I I right deal. I trade. I talk on sure. all these guys. You think so? Yeah, I mean, he scored 15 goals. He had a good season. Um, they Someone made a good point. Maybe maybe if they get a couple more points with Pasternak in the lineup instead of sending him to World Juniors. I wouldn't have done that. I thought that was a bad idea. But, yeah, I, t- I take calls on all these guys. So what do we got for, uh, you know, we'll talk a little bit about that, but what do we have for guys that we can we can get in the free agent market as uh, some defense? And I haven't Alex Goligoski. Um, He's going to get... A ton of money. He's because he's like the only guy. Yes. he's like the only top pairing def- or guy who's playing on a top pairing. I mean, Brian Campbell's out there, but he, I think he's actually turning four hundred next season. So <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I yeah, guys, I know they're over fifty. They could uh, try. Right, <laughs> that that's seriously what it is. It, it is like a who's not of defensemen. Uh, thanks for the call, Bob. I wish yeah. we talked to you more. Uh, we're gonna race through these calls because uh, we want to get to all these guys. Uh, let's uh, go up north to Ontario, Carmen. What it, what's going on? Hey, how's it going? Hi. Carmen from Canada. How's it going, guys? First time listener? Fantastic. Calling all the way up here. I know it's the Claude hour. Just want to let you know, don't fire Claude Julien. The problem's not Claude. I know you've indicated that throughout your show today. It's about the stuff that's, uh, you know, in the dress room there. They've got to get some guys with some character, some quality, some guys that just want intensity. I mean, you, you, the last week, you can't beat Carolina. You can't beat Ottawa. Straight up, that's about... In, that's just about wanting to win and doing whatever it takes to win a hockey game. And that's what's missing on this team right now. Claude doesn't put the puck in the net when there's an open corner. or, or uh, he, did, uh, he didn't make that tape-to-tape pass. That was the best pass McQuaid's made in years. I know it was. tape. You know, yeah. it's not Claude. That's not on the coaching staff. That's on the players. Again, and we, we can get on Claude for things because he's certainly not perfect, but I just don't, I don't see the smoking gun with him. And I've yet to hear someone tell me what it is. They they miss having that mock recce, Sean. We've yes. talked about it. They and you know Absolutely. that guy on this it's team. It's DNA. It's that yeah. guy on this team is Chris Kelly, and he's been injured. Right, and so he's kind of out of the mix. So I mean, not having him kind of hurt. Yeah, uh, Tim in Burlington, and thank you for uh, the call, Carmen in Canada. We, we love our Canadian friends. Hi, Tim. Hey, I'm not quite in Canada. I'm close to. You're you're yeah. Uh, you're almost there. Great show, DJ. Thank you. Uh, so, sorry it has to be on, on such terrible terms today. Awful, awfulness. Um, but anyways, uh, what do you do in the offseason here? I mean, it's like John Michael Lyles comes in, he, and he's basically the best puck mover on, on, yeah. the, back line, uh, on the defense. But Tory Krug was the only guy that was able to break the puck out of the zone that had any confidence in making that first pass. Everybody else just choked and, and pushed it up the boards and turned it over and turned to goals. So what do you do there? There's like there's you know there's Seidenberg and he's got and he's got contract status left and, and you know how do you move these guys? I don't how buy. Do you... So I uh, thanks for the call, Tim. I don't buy Seidenberg out. Here's what I do: I call teams and I say, if Trade you want him. Dennis Seidenberg, he's yours. We will retain up to anything. one million dollars a year and give us anything. We, yeah, like give us a fifth round pick. We will retain up to one million dollars a year. And if you retain salary for a contract that has multiple years, you have to do it for all the years. So you can't just say, like, we'll eat half a Seidenberg salary for the first year and you get to pay the rest the rest of the way. 
it would have to be whatever you're retaining, you're retaining the whole way. So I call teams. I say, oh, look, he's $4 million. We'll take, we'll eat a million dollars a year, take him off our hands, and that's what I do. Um, I don't think you can buy him out because you can't You don't want pay, four you, years of that. Can, no. Yeah, and you can't pay a defenseman to get rid of him when you need defense. Right, exactly. I really don't like the buyout idea with him. I know this uh, wasn't what he asked. Again, I do explore buying out Jimmy Hayes. If, sure. teams, if teams yep, aren't going to take that contract, I buy him out. And then it, it gets back to, with Don Sweeney, how good is he at admitting his mistakes? Because Jimmy Hayes was a mistake so far. Again, I think he's a better player than what he showed. But right now his stock is is so, so low that... You might have half a Dorchester standing outside when you walk <laughs> out of here. You might need security. No, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> saying that he's a, he's a better player than, than what he was this year. But after one year, it was, it was not a good fit. It was not a good season. Maybe we'll find out he's injured, but... And the, the, again, these aren't scorching takes from Deej when I say that that I'd explore buying him out. A, a lot of people have, have have discussed that throughout the league. And I don't think I don't think they buy out Seidenberg. I think, as you mentioned, DJ, they they try to move him. You know, and and I wouldn't be surprised if Seidenberg understands that also he's probably a, played his last game as a Bruin. Also, a great candidate for the expansion draft if that happens. Yes, just let somebody take that guy. That's, yeah, that's a great point. Didn't even bring uh, it up earlier. Tim in Nashua. Hello, Tim. Hi, DJ. I uh, I totally disagree with uh, how you influence your actual analysis about a player and say, you know, that's the way it is. It, it's not the way it is. When you give up on a player that is handpicked to be a franchise player, you grow with that player no matter what. They've done it many times and caught Julian's influence on the players, sitting them down, slapping them in the nose like a dog, you know, with the newspaper, I just don't understand Tim. how you can. Uh, there's nothing out there that you could possibly get to, you know, help Julian, and he's not helping himself by by creating the team like you saw against Detroit. Look, I Tim, I agree that given the circumstances, given that they were trying to make the playoffs, Claude, I don't think really cared all that much about developing these young guys. I will totally give you that, but he, de- he there's nobody better that I can think of at developing young defensemen at the NHL level outside of, I don't know, like Quenville and guys who they always have such good young players coming into the lineup. But as far as taking guys who are kind of mezza-mezza prospects and making them into better players, I mean, think of the guys that Claude Julian has developed on defense. Johnny Oduya, Johnny Boychuk, he was a little older, Dougie Hamilton... How was Dougie Hamilton in Calgary versus in Boston? A lot worse. That development starts at the AHL level for every organization. True. Uh, last thing, quickly, we're just going to squeeze in Scott in the car. Scott, what do you got to say? Hey, guys, time to move forward. There's a great young coach up at UMass Lowell. His name is Norm Basin. He took over that club, that, that school, four years ago. Mm-hmm. He's had that team in the hockey's final all four years, won it twice, been in the NCAA Frozen Four three times. This guy, if you watch their team, this synergy is unbelievable. Everybody knows where the left hand is and the right hand is and moving the puck. I'm telling you, it's time to move forward. He's just like Brad Stevens. He is phenomenal. Take a look at this guy. All right. Thank thank you, Scott. Thank you to all the callers. Uh, Again, I just, I can't go all the way on on blame Claude and fire Claude. If that makes me a weenie, then that's fine. Again, we we just did three hours of calls. No smoking gun on Claude Julian. But uh, this, to my knowledge, is not the last Sunday skate 
episode. And when I say that, I mean I'm guessing because I have not been told whether or not this was the last Sunday Skate episode. But we hope there's another one. Thanks to everyone. We got probably a hundred calls today. We got a... I almost said that word again. We got a feces ton of calls today. So thanks to everybody. Thanks to Andy Brickley. Thanks to Joe McDonald, Pete Blackburn, Matt Loper. Thanks to, to Don Sweeney for uh, that three-second phone call earlier in the offseason becoming a main talking point. All you guys, this has been lovely. We'll talk to you next week, perhaps. Uh, I'm DJ Bean. Bye. <laughs>